Welcome to the Lesbo and the Bean universe. Lesbo and the Bean. L-A-T-B. Lat-B. Where mixed martial arts and the UFC get silly. Big silly. Buckle up and move your tray tables to their upright position. And please, somebody shut that baby up. It's time for Lesbo and the Bean. Welcome back. Welcome back. Episode 167 Coming half out of, out of the press, it's a morning after, and what a morning. I mean, Nina Asnaroff is feeling it, if you know what I mean. Oh, hey <laughs> They're ladies. I don't think so. I think um, they, actually, there's a picture to prove what I said to you last night, that it doesn't go down like that for ladies, because we had enough excitement in the day. They There's a picture of them both asleep. With the belt between, belts them. between I them. I love it. I saw that photo as well. I saw that. That was awesome. But getting ahead of ourselves, we had a whole pay-per-view before that, prelims before that, and like we said before, here at Latby, uh, we were going to push the Latbys back to this potential Water day, but... Champ. Sorry. Water champing it up in here. <laughs> <laughs> With the lappies, we were going to end up uh, pushing it to this episode of 167. But think now after the year, now that we had this fight card go under, like we had predicted, there might be fight of the night contenders, knockout of the night, appendages in the eyes kind of a night. So we got a lot to get through. We're going to push that back till the new year. Be sure to stick with us. Like and, and subscribe. But we got fun stuff going on for the new year. Ooh. As well as the lappies coming up. And I wanted to read a couple of the uh, categories. I think if you're a real fan and haven't listened back to la- last year's lappies. You, you have a chance. Yeah, listen You have a chance before the next them. episode. Um, we'll go over them. If you're a new fan and don't want to listen back at all, we'll go over some of them. But some of the categories um, that we have on here is... Uh, best faking of an injury. I love it. Uh, we have our famous forever fatty. Contender for best faking of the injury potentially maybe on this card? Maybe. 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 Um, I'm just saying. We have our most best. ducked fighter. Okay. We have I love our those. dream matchup. We have our famous predictions for 2019. Love it. We'll talk about our ones for 18 and see what ones may have come to pass. Um... There's a bunch going through it. Uh, we have Best Revival, Submission of the Year, KO of the Year, Loudest Twit, um, fav- Favorite Fighters, Male and Female, Favorite Announcers. So the lap bees are coming up. That'll be Wednesday. Make sure you wear your finest attire. Definitely, definitely. It's going to be a good show. Definitely look back. You have time to get back at that other one of last year. And how can I take away from what happened last night? I'm just trying to delay the inevitable. Once we get into this morning after officially, it did start off with not a big upset. Actual favorite coming in, Montel Jackson versus... Is there anything we have to talk about in between? Frank Keller. With them? We came to them Wednesday. Did anything oh, crazy uh, Yeah, that's a good point. There is a lot of crazy things that happened. Like we said, you had to wait because they moved the entire fight card. We did have Montel Jackson actually missing weight by two pounds two at pounds. the weigh-ins. Okay. He was a fighter who missed weight. So, you know, if you end up... I should have switched it because here at Lap B, we are sticking with the people I agree. Weight. I thought that while the fight... I, like, I can't too. believe I didn't switch I switched, this. I should have switched better. it as well. And I backed off of this. I did have a free bet earlier on in the week on Kelleher, but I ended up not making it one of my most confident picks. Um, I didn't officially back all the way off of it, but it's on my Twitter. I didn't delete it because I ain't about that. 
I'll take my losses. I'll take my lickings as they come. It was an underdog for Kelleher. You can't win them all. You can't win them all. You can't win them all. And if you're going to lose them, just be like, okay, note to self. Don't go heavy. Don't go heavy in the paint on John Jones nights. <laughs> <laughs> well, anything could happen. It was a fun one, but anything also beforehand that I want to talk about, it was just tons of more talk of... Did we? Did John Jones shut down the press conference? John Jones shutting down Mackenzie Dern's lookalike. Oh yeah, he was a little nasty. A little Rudy Tootie. He also was talking to a press uh, credentialed journalist, and he brought up the preferential treatment. And John Jones' vibe was getting killed, so he totally cut that off. Um, but it worked. John Jones was able to stay on point, keep his mood elevated, even though he feel like he felt like he did nothing wrong. Absolutely, and even since the fight card, he feels like he's done absolutely nothing wrong. They sold out to capacity. In a smaller venue. My head has played it over and over again. I cannot logically make sense of what they're telling me. I've listened, I've the, listened to the, we, oh, the golden snitch was on Joe Rogan. Oh, yeah, correct, correct. I, I watched that whole thing. Wow. I listened to Dana and the golden snitch. Wow. I listened to Dana. I listened to John Jones. It does not make sense to me. Who else was there? There was also... Um, Pico Graham. Dana on... That shit sounds like sauce you get from Taco Bell. The ESPN I'll take cast. a Pico Graham. Uh, Picto Graham? Pico Graham? Pico. Pico. The, the entire Pico. Pico the, Graham. One of the worst press conferences we've had in a while. Uh, n- at first, nobody was asking questions to either of the either fighters in Korea, Christina Cyborg and Amanda Nunes. Finally, when they ask them the first question, it's all Portuguese. <laughs> and the audio was off where the fans could hear the Ooh. fighters more than anyone. And you kept hearing, oh, you know, that like hum when the microphone hits sharp. Right. Why can't they get the sound right at these events? It was a three-day change. It's But it's what someone does. A venue Somebody does, for right? a living is at the venue and does the sound. Does audio. It's come the on. The fans able to correct John Jones in the crowd... Pictograms. Oh, picograms. Picto. You would hear literally the entire audience. It was like stop saying such it. Such a unique. And event. I also felt like whatever story they decided, like some, you know, we all decide we're gonna stick with this lie. Here's the story. Right. I felt like every time John Jones spoke, Dana got nervous. Like his part of the story was gonna fall. He was gonna say something dumb, and I do feel like if you listen back to all the stuff John Jones has said, including the post fight presser, if you're a smart enough person, you can. And I'm not that person. You can probably string together certain things he says, and he's probably very incriminating on himself. Like there's certain are so he admitted to it. Like, we could go through it over and over again. I feel like everyone has. Like, we could squeeze the, the juice out of The only people it makes sense to is Navinsky, Dana White, and John Jones. That's oh, it. That's it. <laughs> yeah, it is crazy going forward. And the rules are going to change for 2019. The pulsing as well. that they're So they're breaking down the pictograms that John Jones showed. Initially, they said he had never popped. Then as the week went on, they said, oh, he did pop earlier. But again... These are such minute amounts. We could be having these levels in our water system. I haven't popped for any pictograms yet. Nobody else in the UFC has. Exactly. Exactly. Except Frank Mir, who served an entire two years. After so the if fact. you're telling me John Jones is popping for the substance, then doesn't he owe us two years? I. 
I mean, I want to see him off. I want to see John Jones fight. I don't care. Yeah, I don't care about the drugs and all that stuff, but I just think it's fair that he is being held to different standards than everybody else. I would agree because with that. Because if he's getting to microdose, and people that don't know about microdosing, and I even see people arguing it online, and I'm like, you guys need to do more research instead of just listening to Dana and, like, the Joe Rogan interview, which I'm like, come on, Joe. Come on, Joe. You used to be the guy, and now you're just like... Him and Novinsky just got on to be like, we're not experts. And what I kept always assuming is I'm not well, a scientist, and I'm an employee of the USA, of right. UFC. And I'm not an expert, but I know who to find to be an expert. Why don't you get that guy on the freaking podcast then, Joe Rogan? Yeah, we don't need you we don't need two Novinsky. employees on... To talk about it, you might as well have Dana and just... It was such a crazy shit show. It crescendoed so well at the end of the night, but these were some of the things going into it. Uh, as you were saying, though, with Dana White, getting back to it a little bit, um, him being scared of John Jones, there was a point in time where they asked specifically John Jones uh, a question about some other thing and John or about Jeff Nowinski and his credentialed scientists. And John Jones is like, oh, I can tell you who those professionals are right now. And Dana White's like, no, you can't. You need to be quiet. You can't even pronounce, pick the cramps. <laughs> Remember that? Yeah, it was almost like he's talking <laughs> he too much. He big dogged him. And John Jones was like, I'm going to listen to my boss and shut my mouth. <laughs> and then soon thereafter, John Jones uh, was hating on Mackenzie Dern, lookalike, doppelganger. I think we got another fight at 135 pounds out of the Swedish uh, MMA scene. She gained over 2,000 followers in like 24 hours. Well, and we'll talk about, do you want to talk about things about the post-fight presser now or wait until we get there? I think we wait till we get there. Okay. But any other big thing that happened on the pre-fight presser that we need to get into before we do finally start to break down this memorable fight card pay-per-view? I'll do my impression of Amanda Nunes in it and then Chris Cyborg. Uh, prior to the fight or is this post-fight? Yes, this is prior to the fight. This is at the ceremonial weigh-in. Right, this is what they tell Joe Rogan. He's like, Amanda, I'm with the champion, Amanda Nunes, and I'm going to scream and my veins are sticking out in my neck. And she's like, I don't know, Amanda, be ready. Be ready, you guys. And then she goes. And then uh, Chris Cyborg, he goes, I'm with a champion, Chris Cyborg. I'm fucking, fucking pink. I look like a sausage in a black shirt. And, <laughs> <laughs> and Chris Cyborg is like, oh, no, 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 no. Cyborg Nation. <laughs> I totally agree. I did not hear I either totally of them. I totally agree. Audio was bad on top of, like, it sucks. I need help with my English at times, definitely. But ATT, which Amanda Nunes is at. I ATT think they're both fucking awesome with the they amount are. of English they speak. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying I only under... It was like they were both so excited. So hyped. And talking so fast. Uh, I, and I've watched both those things over and over again. Time. Sure. And I, oh, because I was trying to like, who's gonna win this fight? They're probably who's speaking Portuguese. Were you ever nervous going into the fight with Cyborg? The whole time, weigh-ins. I do remember saying like, "Hey, Misha Tate said that is the hardest punch she has ever felt. Like she does hurt people. Didn't see that coming. This is the other thing I didn't that see that I coming wonder. though. I fucking didn't see that coming. <laughs> this is so the I other can't. thing that you said. I'll just give you credit now that you said on the show. 
straight punches beat looping punches. Every time. And I gotta say, Amanda has the straighter punches. It's the truth. Like, but Cyborg usually eats the punches and gets you to where she needs to. Obviously, that didn't happen, but we'll I think we, we need to get there from the bottom to the top. Montel Jackson came in two pounds heavier over Brian Boom Kelleher. Biggest takeaway from this short first round fight that ended up really hurting throughout the night was the 1.5 Boom Kelleher got on DraftKings at a reduced price, but it was Boom Kelleher. Someone I'm going to have to be fading from this point on, I did start to hear as well, which I really don't ever like, was he was talking about his post-fight career, his retirement type of talks and stuff and issues he's had. Tim Anytime. Means. He's Tim Means. And there was a couple guys that ended up doing that throughout the week, and I really need to be betting to that. If we stick with, if we made a list of rules, this is where we screw ourselves a yep. little bit. Is we should have a list somewhere in front of us right now at this right. point. Does that be yeah, because written in stone there, rules? Two, there's so many rules in this fight that we, we should have that we broke. Yep. E- so many. First fight of the night. First fight of the night. Stay away. St- every time. Every if we would have stayed away, we would have been the absolutely. That would have been the first. Yeah. Missing weight. Pick the other guy. Who Talk of retirement. A hundred percent. Was knocked out his last fight. Yeah. Hundred <laughs> percent. Every single red flag. Hundred um, percent. This also, is what I didn't like about Montel Jackson. That was a very short fight. Very short fight. Right. He was winded AF still. Great call. Great call. And that's a big takeaway as well. Um, another thing that does take away from this that I do take away from this is Henan Barrow against anybody else in there. I'm betting against Henan Barrow. The guys he's that he's recently lost to, which is these next two matchups. Not next two. Um, another one later on. It's just Henan Barrow is shot. Brian Kelleher, if you're talking about moving on, sir, it is time to move on. I don't want to say get on out of here because I do feel like you could still uh, have some sh- be some highlight reels. I for need people. to watch Quick again in another fight before I go heavy in the pain on Quick. Yeah. And boom, I agree with you. I'm gonna soft you out of the room. Yeah, exactly. Soft you out of the room. I'm gonna Homer Simpson. Which I feel like I'm gonna re- be repeating that throughout the night. A few. I agree with that. I agree with that. It was an, an interesting fight night. So, definitely Jackson also hesitant moving forward. Then we went on to the 170-pounders where we had another underdog here at Labby. Both agreeing that Zaire, the prospect killer, is definitely also seeing a little bit of that age in there. And this ended up being a decision against cur- uncourteous Curtis Melender flipping off by Hazari before the fight started. These guys were hyped. Um, Badr Zari got picked apart this entire fight. Entire, entire fight. Was able to land a couple shots, but if we were to stick to that bean-ism of straight punches beat looping punches, said that Badr Zari had the bigger looping punches but more power, well, Melender, I mean, hurt Badr Zari every single round. Almost got him out of there. Badr Zari ate some of the biggest shots I've ever seen land. Melender striking looks good. Takedown defense looked good as well. But uh, Badrazari did get Melendered out at a point in time in the first round. And remember that Melender was talking to the corner like, I'm, I am, I am getting up. And even Joe Rogan and uh, Dominic Cruz were like, you can hear him. He sounds frustrated down there. And Badrazari uh, really started to wilt in the gas tank. And that, that allowed the fight to get away from him. And that third round was could have been a 10-8 round, essentially. Did you have Melender anywhere? 
Nope. I had all Zaire. Either. And um, I kind of stayed away from this fight, and I bet Melinda was worth a lot of points. He really laid it out. But I have to say, I'm still going to like both guys going forward. I agree with that. I don't know if Batizarda... I, I think Melinda might be that good. That was a great fight. That was a hidden great fight. That was a great fight. We were saying this could be a fight of the night potential. Actually, Melender, even though he took that third round, the way he cemented it, remember how Zaire was starting to get to takedown in rounds two and three finally? He re-rolled Zaire in the last 10 seconds. Oh, you're right. You're it right. was gorgeous. So that I really liked that uh, Melender, even though he started to slow down in a high-paced fight where he ate good shots, he has a fight IQ to be able to land on top. I'm I really like where I'm Zaire, his chin is so good. He is gonna be a threat to a lot of people in there still. Ooh. This was started off though for Lesbos patented. You go with them all or not at all. And we had a Jackson Wink fighter start off with not at all and Zaire. Coming out and of that you could even say camp. with the John Jones thing, he transcends Jackson Wink. John Jones. Yes, yeah. I agree. He's the anomaly. It can be an anomaly, I guess. Um, but Super Camp's going at it this entire night as well. Also, the uncourteous Melender calling out Michelle Perry. How did you feel about that? Um. Well, why doesn't he just call out Paige Van Zandt? <laughs> Who's Michelle Perry? Michael Perry. No. <laughs> you didn't see that? You didn't see no. that throughout the night? Mike Perry obviously threw stones back saying all sorts of FUs and being like, whatever, I'll get you, whatever. So call out Mike for Mike Perry is a perfect call out because he ain't that great and he's a big, huge name for not. He's like what the kind biggest of name. Is he through? <laughs> just saying. Yeah. I'm just saying. Mike Perry, loop, one of the most looping punchers out there. Not the best takedowns or RIQ, so good call out for Melender in that spot. Still, Zaire has fights to win in the UFC. Yeah, I like both guys going forward. Then we go on to a split up fight we had here at Lat B. We both sided with Uriah Hall initially. I ended up swaying over to Bavon Lewis before the weekend came about, and Uriah Hall came through. In the third round, <laughs> just like the Jutko fight. Didn't we say that also? Like, hey, he just did this to Jutko where he was getting 10-8. And uh, the exact same, not exact you said, same I think you happened. said he's Derek Lewis. Yeah, he did always has that type of power. compare him to that where you're like, he can just be asleep He can be losing the fight then... until he wins it. Yeah. And I didn't like what I saw in there. Uh, I'm going to have to quote Lesbo here with uh, Uriah Hall's haircut. And that's the... Seven years of slave haircut. Yeah. <laughs> that was bad. His, what <laughs> was, is going on, dude? Take care of that. I agree. Uh, this was one of those things that I started to hear as well. That, And I did listen to the interviews. I can't give props to who it was. But um, Uriah Hall talking to a lot of news organizations saying, Hey, man, I don't like to talk to media anymore. They really mess me up. They get me thinking stuff. I'd like to punch these guys in the face and knock them out so they know what it is. So they don't ask me these dumb questions. And... Yeah, I've started to look outside of... He had has had the retirement talk, too. So, I followed that rule, apparently, here. Switched over to Bevan, who looked good for two rounds. And all of a sudden, made an uppercut early in that third he round. Slate. Beautiful call by Mark Goddard. No, no extra punches. Essentially, a walk-off home run. That uppercut... I mean, Melender... Not Melender. Freaking, uh... Bivon Lewis. Jackson Wink. Fighter. Ended up having... His eyes roll in the back of his head. 
that was as asleep you're going to see somebody. I mean, he was crinkled up. You could see his toes, his calves cramping up. He was asleep for a bit. He he even rolled his his eyes rolled back into his head. You're so you're so right. It he was, was he went night night. So this is actually one of those uh I think Uriah is still a sneaky play going forward. I think they're going to continue to try to let him be like, oh, you want to come play in the yard with the big dogs? Let meet Uriah first. And he's going to keep doing this to fighters because he makes sure you have to be ready for three rounds. For a full three rounds, you got to be ready in there with Uriah Hall. The bee making a looking into his top hat here and actually linking all of uh these standards are things that I've seen come up for John Jones, the Jackson Wink fighters, and the other hype train that has been derailed was, I can't remember his name, something Harris, um, got a shot on the Contender Series, got knocked out, has been knocked out since in WSOF and his other organizations. John Jones said, this is my number one training partner. This guy's going to be the next thing. You don't see how hard this guy, tra- we go at it in the gym. That's what Bevin Lewis's biggest uh, attribute was. He won his contender series fight, and he's John Jones' number one training partner. His chin's a little suspect. What's John Jones doing to these guys in the training room? TJ Dillashaw. Oh yeah, maybe. Maybe he's hurting these guys. But he says he doesn't spar a lot. He says he doesn't hardly spar at all. But either way, these are two top guys that he's. I just think Uriah Hall is that kind of dangerous where he can snipe you out up and you have to be ready for 15 full minutes. And it's a perfect thing for these guys that are finishing and have these perfect records to go in there against real UFC caliber. And Uriah Hall is still that, I think. Even though he's. He old. He got that old hair. (laughs) (laughs) He got that 1700s hair. (laughs) So uh, we were right on this until I switched over to Bivon because we were saying the same thing. These young contender series guys necessarily are You said it. You said it. But so, I love. I still like Bevan Lewis going forward. He I was agree. picking apart Uriah Hall everywhere. And sometimes for these guys, they have. It's. Um, we've heard it from so many of the fighters, even recently, that um, Amanda Nunes is a perfect example of. I had to lose to Cat. That made me the fighter I am today. Like that had to happen to me. It's a great call. I think Cyborg said the same thing about her first fight in the UFC. Like, that had to happen to me to get to where I'm at. And it's been, like, 13 years and I haven't lost. Like, right. you know. So, Happened to Jose I think Bevin Lewis is still a very dangerous man because Uriah Hall isn't a walkthrough fight. 100%. And I, I like both guys going forward. I agree with that. I totally agree with that. I like what I saw from Lewis's well there. Hopefully. Way more than Uriah. Uriah had me nervous the entire <laughs> fight. Definitely, definitely was a scary bet to put on him, but it ended up coming through for Hall. Uh, Moving forward, Hall should get a much higher ranked competitor as well. He's kind of scraping the bottom of the barrel with this debuter, but for Bevan Lewis at 185, he's going to stick around. He's going to have a couple fights. Hopefully he rests up a few months because that was one of those change your life type of knockouts. If he watches that, He's going to be like, ah, man. He woke up off of that, stretched out on that stool, was just like, woo! <laughs> he could bear. Oh, poor guy. He took it well, though. Uriah Hall, how do you feel about his post-fight comments? Sister, battling through depression. And then a little teary-eyed there, Uriah Hall. That was, I thought that was really touching. Mm-hmm. Um, Agreed. 
I think it's a good, I think the mental, the one thing the UFC is doing really well is they're bringing a ton of awareness to mental health, more than a lot of other sports. And I like that. They, I like I like what they're doing, and I like Uriah Hall. He seems like a sincere guy. Dangerous man. Still a very dangerous man. I hope his sister is okay. I totally agree with that. Moving on to the 135-pounders bantamweight, we had a battle between prospects Nathaniel Wood versus Andre. I keep saying at well. will. It's not at well. You will? At <laughs> <He>, well? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I keep saying, but now you got me in that train of thought. It's not. It's Yule. 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 Andre Yule. Andre Yule. <laughs> That's just Christmassy. Via submission in the third round, um, Yule had a bunch of hype because he just beat Henning Burrell. And as I was saying before with Kelleher, I think the biggest thing we take away from that is Henning Burrell is super done. Anybody against him, short notice, Yule came in and looked well, like a Well, because he's so UFC busy playing uh, Freddie Mercury in uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. <laughs> <laughs> he's got movie roles. Doesn't he kind of look like that guy? <laughs> I would agree. <laughs> so little Dracula has got, uh, he's got some screen time in there. <laughs> Stunt double for Freddie Mercury. He just puts in a mouthpiece that's teeth, and then he looks just like Freddie Mercury. I don't like think Freddie he needs Mercury. a mouthpiece. He d- you know how Freddie Mercury got some, he got a grill oh, on him. Oh, definitely. He got a grill on him. <laughs> <laughs> so... Wood, uh, Ewell didn't look that good to, at all. He's more of the counter-striker, but he got picked apart that first round, eventually going to the ground and being submitted. Um, was this a rear naked choke, I believe, finally, at four minutes in the third round? But what I liked was a good gas tank from Wood. He ate shots from Ewell and didn't... He spit out nails. Ate the shots on the chin, spit out nails. Wood looked good, even though uh, he wasn't moving his head at times. Ewell didn't look as good as I thought he was going to. I had Wood on some cards, good exposure. He was on some winning lineups of mine. I really don't like what I see going forward for Ewell. He did, his chin didn't look that good on the ground. He really looked exposed, and um, he tends to be more just of the striker with not the greatest takedown defense. As well as, I feel like Nathaniel Wood is a way better prospect at this point and really showed in the third round. He has a good gas tank, has a good chin, and has great fight IQ in there. Everything I saw from Wood, I liked. In my opinion, when we look back at this loss for Yule, um, we'll be like, oh, well, I mean, come on, it was Nathaniel Wood that he lost to. I think Wood is a very scary person rolling forward. I hope I remember that I said that. Because totally I agree. don't, he did still, as this is so crazy, this was. It's still not enough because it was so low early in the night on the fight card that, you know, I'm forgetful. I don't remember the fights. Like, you'll remind me of it, but I don't know. This is a fun, this was a fun one. It was a scrap. These guys weren't quitting in there by any means whatsoever. It just looked really good to me everywhere. Everywhere, everywhere, everywhere. Um, Moving on to the 155 pounders, we had Ryan Hall defeating. Baby J himself, BJ Penn, via submission so round number one. I switched to Ryan Hall. I came to my senses. Biggest before. favorite of the night, all the way around, and there was a reason for it. Uh, BJ Penn <laughs> coming out in the first round and actually putting on him, going to strikes for Hall, which we know is a very limited striker. As soon as Hall started rolling for that leg and really going for it, BJ Penn defended for the first minute well. The uh, ref stood the fight up. We thought, hey, BJ Penn might have another shot here, but immediately Ryan Hall 
Iminari rolled into a rolling heel hook, and uh, BJ Penn tapped very quickly, and rightfully so. That Achilles tendon almost ripped off of his ankle there. It was one of those kind of injuries that may, it might not even be injured today at all, but it was the kind of pain that you have to look at afterward for a little while. BJ just wasn't to be standing like, on it. Oh my goodness. He wasn't standing on it, and when they slow mowed it down, in the middle of that Imanari roll, that was set. Like he, like we were saying later yeah, on in the evening, in. you could see where his heel hook was dangerous. There was another point in the night where it was somebody going for a heel hook, but it was sloppy. Ryan Hall, not at all. He tucked it in and turned where other people just use it to get, to switch over. Will we see the wizard fight again? Is he dangerous going forward or is he sketch city? I don't know because he specifically like this BJ Penn fight because he wasn't worried about the knockout potential anymore as well as just the slowed down and old school fighter that BJ Penn is. He saw an advantage. I don't think he sees as big of an advantage in many other fighters other than 155 pounds. Maybe, maybe Diego Dream Sanchez. I, I hate it, but that that's the fight he would it, take. It that's the fight he would take. The next category is who fights Diego Sanchez next. I bet you, of all of them, Ryan Hall probably is going to get that best shot to fight him. If, and then Hall has to take somebody dangerous after that. Because UFC wants to give him a couple and be like, yeah, come on, dude, keep fighting. Could you put him on the UFC Hawaiian card since he took out BJ Penn? No, he might get egged. He might get freaking egged on the way in. Or pineapple. They might throw a whole pineapple at him. He says he wants to go train with him. That was his... I agree, and that's fun. And he showed a lot of respect. BJ showed a good showing. Hopefully, BJ Penn takes a step away. I thought you were asking me if BJ should go to uh, freaking Hawaii. And I would say yes, but only if you fight Diego Sanchez at 155 pounds. (laughs) (laughs) It's the only way. Only way I see BJ Penn fighting again. Diego Sanchez, Hawaii. Or he steps away. Agreed. In Hawaii. Agreed. Max Holloway headlines. Yep. 100%. Speaking of Max Holloway, did you see Brian Ortega's Instagram today? With Holly Berry? Yeah. Speaking of Max Holloway, where his Max Holloway is. Because Max Holloway beat that T-City ass. Well, hopefully T-City was beating some cheeks as well. I don't see how you didn't know what Max Holloway had to do with it. Because <laughs> <laughs> what's T-City if not for that? True. Uh, that's true, last, true. You're only as good as your last fight. Woo! Halle Berry making an appearance. Fight night still looking every bit as uh, 20 years old. But next time I talk about Team City, I'll say, um, speaking of Halle Berry. (laughs) Speaking of Halle Berry, Claudia Gadelia's got another fight with Halle Berry coming up. We're going to have a super fight. Holly Berry's gonna probably be weighing in at that thick 145 girl. Holly Berry might have a chance the way Gadelia's look lately. <laughs> she got a baby in the bu- <laughs> in the box. <laughs> who does? Whoa! Oh, who? What? Gadelia! Both of them probably. <laughs> <laughs> They're both probably pregnant. <laughs> they got pregnant. TC getting paired with T for a reason, baby. <laughs> I don't know. Where are we going with this? Where are we going All with right. this? All right, let's see if we can segue <laughs> back into. Um... <laughs> Where do you go with, again, BJ if he fights again, only against Sanchez or get on out of here, sir? But we've been saying that for a long time. Ryan Hall, only if you fight Diego Sanchez or time to get on out of yeah, here. Yeah, pretty much. 
<laughs> Moving on to 135 pounds, we have Peter Jan coming in as a big favorite against Douglas D'Andrage. Evil Twin coming in all over D'Andrage, trying to get the fans to bet badly again. You know how I say here at I hope I can remember to put Haley Berry on the <laughs> picture. Oh, we will. Well, we will. <laughs> <laughs> but, again, um, evil for a reason. Peter Jan... Clinic over the little Terminator, the Silva looking like a freaking shredded up TRT toward in there, having a frothing brook of a haircut, mullet for days, probably one of the best haircuts I've seen in a while, faded up finally for D'Andrage. It was such a good mullet that Kiesa was like, I gotta cut my hair. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even gonna compete. What am I gonna have the second bus mullet in the U like That's at a good UFC point. event? That's silly. It's one thing to have a mullet. It's another thing to have the second best mullet. Oh, I agree. What I actually didn't like for DeAndrage in this fight the most was that he added in a ponytail and didn't let that thing just flow in the fight. It was a garbage ponytail. If you're going to have a beautiful haircut like that, you got to let it go, buddy. Let it go. Benson Henderson in that. Get Old school Lineker. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So... Peter Yan put in a clinic on DeAndrage. I mean, being able to take mm -hmm. him down... Using three, four, five punch combinations to really stifle D'Andrade's power. This is the fight where I realize maybe the lines are dead on all night. <laughs> Agreed. Another favorite coming through. Where it was like the favorites were the favorites. Other than Hall so far. So far. Only one so other far. than Hall. He came through early on in the night. Um, but with this. But he was a favorite favorite. So who, he came You're through. right, Hall? Or Jan, Peter Jan. No, everyone didn't. Who's Uriah Hall's the only underdog. Underdog so yeah, far. Yeah, 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 yeah. Peter Jan in the second round, corner stoppage for De Silva. I was thinking of Ryan Hall. And I was oh, no, I yeah, he was Uriah a already. <laughs> which actually effed me on a few of my cards because I swapped the... Like, I if just you would have just put Hall. both of them. No, I looked at Hall, but I put the wrong Hall when I was planning the card in my right, head. Right, so right, right. So I ended up... I had Uriah Hall nowhere and Ryan Hall everywhere. And... Um, which is fine, but I wish I would have had Uriah Hall on some. I would have kept my cards that way for a reason. I don't like to have Ryan Hall heavy. When I looked at my cards, I was scared. I mean, I was glad the way it turned out. Sure. But. Run, run. Finish. Yawn, yawn, yawn. So, on. Yeah. <laughs> the best thing, though, in this fight was actually a corner stoppage due to elbows cut over Douglas D'Andrade's face at the end of the second round. That ground and pound started to take over for Yawn. Yawn having a great gas tank. I mean, really look great. Love the corner stoppage. They just allowed D'Andrage to fight an extra three to four fights in his career because it was going to be more of the same in that third round. And I love it. I hope other corner, corners do the same thing. D'Andrage was beat in there. Good for you. Lick your wounds. Rest it up. Get in there. You're still a beast. Peter Jan should get a tattoo right here on his elbow. That says uh, Tony Ferguson Razor Company, and it should be a straight razor. <laughs> Did, right? It just, you saw it gush immediately. It was unbelievable. It, we didn't think that was going to happen again this year, where it was just going to be let there be blood moment. It of, wasn't as bloody as other ones, but it was a, it was a gnarly cut. It was and gnar. Well, it, it wasn't the most gnarly cut of the night, Yes, though. and I love that. <laughs> and we love the corner stoppage. I love it. We always call for that, and it finally happened. And, uh, finally. Need to, give, uh, need to give them props. I like Yawn moving forward. If you forward. know your guy can't win, 
it's per it's why wouldn't you save it you want him to fight you need you know he needs more training to fight guys that he can beat that's the goal agreed agreed and this is actually one of the few times where i'm like deandrage is at the right spot he's at the right camp he's working he needs to get better punching combinations together and if together. you noticed inside the auditorium people they, cheered yeah they did not boo the corner stoppage like they didn't they might have been even nil about it, but they didn't boo it, so. Agreed, agreed. And Peter Yan's English, working on it. How do you feel about that? It was. I love all of it. Every time any of them just make an effort. Agreed. I appreciate it. Agreed, agreed. I know how hard it is to learn other languages, and so to speak another language in front of that many people, it's not very comfortable um, when you're not comfortable with it, and so good for him. Good for Peter Yan. It made me like him more. Agreed, agreed. And he put on a show. The people that are, like, going to say, oh, well, look who he beat. I don't think that's a walkthrough fight for somebody else. I think Peter Yan is the real deal. There's a lot of real deals coming up this card. I agree 100%. And I don't think DeAndrage looks as bad as Peter Yan's career goes on. It's one of those times where you're like, wow, look it. Silva beat these other guys and only lost to a... I mean, we're looking at an easy top 10, maybe top 5. And I'm going to say, I don't know who he is. And you're going to say... Yeah. You're going to be like, you know who he is. You know who he is. Yeah. The himself. Moving on, though, to almost, the, it's the co-headliner for the preliminaries. We had a quick one with Megan Anderson as an underdog coming in against Cat, Alpha Cat herself, Zingano. This only took a minute in. Some people calling for a disqualification. Other people saying that it is just considered a strike. One of the most devastating strikes we've ever seen in the UFC. I mean, this one started off tentative. Both women coming at it. Alpha Cat. Well, we don't even know at all if it at is devastating. One of the most devastating strikes. Because I guess wasn't Cat fine backstage? No, there was some gnarly photos. I don't think she's got to go to the eye doctor. She's still going to. No. She didn't go to the hospital. But she's still going to go get tests because she has well, yeah, blood you, force she, trouble. And she probably has to get it. Well, I'm sure she gets tetanus shots anyway in the UFC. Definitely. But. Yeah, they do have to have um, some stuff. Stitches for Alpha Cat over her eye. If you didn't see the strike at the end of the first minute, Megan Anderson threw a three, four punch combination, which is Megan at uh, Jackson Wink. Did um, I see her with him? I didn't think so. I, I could be wrong on that. Um, but either way, what I ended up happening... she was in like Minnesota or something, but I could be wrong. She's <laughs> doing a lot with her announcing as well. Megan's flying all over the country for the UFC, being a uh, good announcer at that. Breaks down fights well. I like what she does in there. Um, Alpha Cat, though, this is just a freak finish. I do agree that it was a TKO because the fighter couldn't move on. Alpha Cat thought that her eyeball had ruptured because she got a toe in the eye that caused seven stitches on the eyelid. And that kick was thrown with purpose. I mean, it's never to put I have in been the eye. exactly in that scenario. She thought her eye was gone. I have been exactly in that. I was surfing and I was coming down off a wave and there was a person where they shouldn't have been in a beach they shouldn't have been in. And I had to like come off my board really awkwardly and pretty much just my like the whole trajectory of my body, just a finger went right into my eyeball. Oh. And my, I thought my eyeball was gone. gone. That's I what cat 
thought my eyeball was gone. I wasn't even about to open my eye anymore. It was such a scary moment. And I couldn't see for a while. And it took a while for my vision to come back correctly because of the... But looking at her eye and my eye, she had her eyelid block it. I did not have my eyelid block it at all. At all. And so my eye was completely red. Like hers looks, hers will be red today. All the way around. Hers is going to be all the way bloodshot today because that toe went right in there. And actually, Jackson Wink does have ties to this. We've said it many times. Is it uh, Wink? I don't think himself? the toe went in there at all. I think her eyelid stopped it. She has the stitches in her oh, eyelid. Well, but... I still think the blunt force trauma of just the knuckle, oh, the yeah. same as a knuckle yeah. in the eye. That uh, definitely. Alpha cat But it wasn't was even, I will say too, it was a good, it was still a kick, but it was not. Um, it was not... Illegal. No, it wasn't pressured in a way that it was a kick for Megan Anderson to the eye. It was a weird, like, off, like, Megan caught her, like, as Kat was coming out to the right-hand side. Megan kind of... It was, like, it was awful. It was, like, a toenail, scrapes. Like, it was bruised. Jackson Wink coach. I don't, I don't dog cat for the stoppage agreed, at all. Agreed, that's agreed, agreed. That's I, the right I, stoppage. I still agree that it's a TKO. Jackson Wink's coach, Winklejohn... Had got a toenail across the eye and is missing an entire eye because they couldn't save it. That exact if same situation. It is allowed, situation. in my opinion, if they're going to keep that it's not a poke, it, like a, a appendage in the eye, because it shouldn't be allowed, um, even though it's really good aim. <laughs> um, if it's going to be allowed where they keep it, they need to have some sort of thing. You know those filing brushes for dogs that spin? Yeah, they they check need to come and curve off toenails. I agree. Like, there should there should be yeah. a nail check, hands and feet, especially with exposed feet. Um, one of the best memes. Well, Dana White talked about the press conference saying he'd never he'd heard about it, never seen it before, but he felt like it was a TKO. Best one of the best memes of the entire night was a meme of John Jones saying, "We can poke with our toes now?" Question mark. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty funny. It was a really really good one. Um, moving forward. And can you believe right now we're still talking about the prelims? Still, yeah, we still have some. Uh, this could be one of those like weird award of the nights for like flukiest wins. This is like Korean zombie shoulder coming out of its socket type of win. Uh, it makes me so bummed for both women because I even think in the win for M Megan Anderson, it's kind of sketchy. I loved at the end she said all the right things. I'm sorry, you guys. I'm just doing my job. I will be okay to run this back with her. Like, yeah. I'm totally cool with that. And I think that's the Love right it. call because what do you have? Well, or Megan fights Cyborg because she's on a win and Cyborg's on a loss. Woo! And we can talk about that Woo! when we get there. Jump! <laughs> well, what else? We're going to talk about where both true. these ladies go from true, here. True, 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 true. A lot of people actually even saying that uh, 145 Division might be in trouble because the champ... Well, We'll get there. We'll and get there. Let me say something else about this fight. It sucks. I think both women, it sucked the way that it turned out. It was just like a sketchy win. They, running this back, Kat's going to get knocked out. In my opinion, I saw her do everything wrong against Megan Style within the first minute. Even the way she circled out from that fight to get caught where she got caught, she was going to get caught in the temple and get knocked the fuck out. I didn't like what I saw in there from Kat. The short amount that it was, I love that they're going to run it back. If there's ever a reason to run one back immediately, this is the type of reason. Um, 
I'm gonna still bet on Oh my Egan. gosh, I thought the funniest thing of the night, uh, funnier than the John Jones, was when you said the lady from Bird, the blindfold, the Sandra Oh, that's the truth. <laughs> the lady from Bird Box was Kat Zingano in the back room, in backstage. Yeah. <laughs> if that's a Netflix movie with Sandra Bullock, it's, I haven't seen it. It's not funny at all. Ooh, but one just, of the few. I know what the pictures look like. Because everyone's talking yeah. about it. And of course, Luke, uh, Lukey uh, Thomas. Hating on Bird Box, there had to be one, maybe one of those reasons why I don't see eye to eye with Luke Thomas. I love Bird Box. Don't get on my mat, Sandra. Don't come on my Sandra that way. Luke Thomas. Luke Thomas. I watched a little Luke Thomas. I, or I watched all his uh, after show, too. Oh, wow. Yeah. A lot of watching. Oh, yeah. I was up so late. A lot it of watching. It was shot out of a cannon. It was a fun one. It so, was like the fights didn't do it for me. Like the John Jones fight did not do it for me. We'll get there because I totally agree with that. Um, but moving forward, I'm going to still pick Megan Anderson in that fight. Come around the second time. I agree. I'm going to change it next time. I did not like what I saw from Kat. And I think she's going to be ball shy going forward with Meg- Megan. So she's going to even make more mistake. I totally and agree. And that was only a minute into the fight. And I would, I feel like Megan, if that's where she got on that first kick, let's say it didn't cut her eye or hurt it. Let's say she barely missed. Let's say within the next two of those circle outs right. of her cutting off the cage toward Kat, she was going to knock her out. Right. It's almost turned out the best case scenario for Kat. If it wasn't a toe to an eye, it would have been a shin across the dome. I agree. <laughs> like, I so agree. That kick I landed. It's almost best case scenario. Yeah, like kick landed regardless. It was the least amount of power. It was the kind of kick that yeah, Megan was it. just... She flicked it Yeah, out she there. was just getting her uh, crosshairs. She was just getting her crosshairs uh, zoned in. Definitely. So... And Megan Anderson, the shit part, I like her. I think she's a cool star. I like a lot of stuff about her. She It's just really, 145 is a hard weight class. Right. What a hard weight class that is for the women. It's really tight. And do you throw Megan in there against Amanda Nunes? But I guess she would have fought Cyborg. She thought she was signing up for that fight at one time. Yeah, and didn't they say this was the number one contender fight too? Or do they drop the one forty five pound altogether and that's do the, what I, the Demetrius Johnson? That's thing? what I was gonna get into later on once okay, we get we'll to that. Why, that's it. why I was gonna move we'll on move to on the main event for no, the preliminaries. Yeah. We have Walt Harris versus Andre Arlovsky here at Lab B. He had a free bet from the Bean for the plus one thirty five underdog Andre Arlovsky. One of the judges had it right thirty twenty seven. <laughs> no way no way in hell Andre Arlovsky at best had a 29-28 this was a split decision fight for me all the way over it ended up turning out to be a split um Andre Arlovsky 41 points on DraftKings Walt Harris about 77 Harris gassed after that first round exactly as we called it ended up being super tentative once he felt that right hand of Arlovsky and they just kind of looked at each other for the rest of the three rounds Walt Harris top team guy Still tons of potential. Arlovsky does this though. He's two and seven or two and five of his last seven. Now he's uh two Jackson and six. Wink plan of like lay and pray, but except they do it standing. <laughs> and just give away give away rounds. That's kind of what they do, don't they? They just kind of are like, let me point this. Oh, I can't point this. I'm gonna stay back as far as I can and just kind of ride out the rounds. Right, 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 right. As far as a prospect Walt Harris, I still gonna like to bet against him. Me too. Me too. Uh, I, and for Andre Arlovsky, he's one of those guys that's in Diego Sanchez type of a category. I felt like Andre 
could have just a little bit of pressure and Walt Harris would have crumbled. Every time that he came in with the combinations, Walt Harris didn't fare well. I This fight was close to me every single round. That's the only way I could understand a 30-27, even though I think 29-28 was right either way that it went. Yep. Um, but every round was that close. Every single round was that close that you could have made an argument about either guy getting it. I feel like there was one round, if it was either one or two for Walt Harris, where Andre Arlovsky's head shook like a lot of other heavyweights would have went down. Arlovsky's chin held up. He ate some big shots in there. But that's where Harris started to gas when he threw one of those big flurries up in there. So, uh, again, moving forward, I don't really like either of these guys. Ended up losing a free bet on this one as well for Arlovsky. But, hey, that's a heavyweight fight. Moving forward, it's a big fade for me. Out of the night, there's not tons it's of fades. It's a 265 division. So, unless it's DC or Stipe, you're kind of like... Or Jones now. Did he did he call Daniel back down? Oh, well, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, how what do you, what do you feel with both of these guys moving forward? Then we had a fight of the night contender with opening up the pay-per-view. You definitely made your money's worth in the pay-per-view here. The second or the third free bet of the night finally came through in the plus 125 underdog Alexander Volkanovsky coming in against Chad Mendes, TKO in the fourth minute, round number two. I mean, this was a firefight from beginning to end. Both guys looking good. They did mirror each other really well. Dare I say whether this was one of those looping straight punches? No, I don't think so. They were both straight punchers? I also feel like Volkanovsky, there was... um, He got rocked more. finished. Yeah, he got... In the first round. I think he was kind of losing the fight up until he won it. He lost that first round. I would agree with that. Volkanovski lost that first round of Chad Mendez. Um, and he was losing the second round. The takedowns were coming in for Mendez as well. But Mendez started to gas heavy into that second round. Just that's the Mendez thing. He goes so hard at those first bit that who could keep up with that? But that's what you love about Volkanovski is that he can take the what now approved with this. He can take the big shots. He fought a top five guy in Mendez who would take out a lot of other people in there before he gasses. But what we liked is we saw Volkanovski's got a good gas tank, good cardio, good fight IQ, always kept on point. And there was a point in time where Volkanovski got a cut underneath the eyelid where I was like, ooh, please don't stop this fight. Volkanovski shook it off, came back to it, and uh, I mean, tons of pressure, tons and tons of pressure. Loved everything I saw in this fight. I this like was this a fight, fight too. This was a fight of the night contender. We tons called of it. transitions, tons of uh, just two very skilled men who had all the same skills. It was very interesting and just very uh, telling. I'm so glad Dominic Cruz was ringside to keep the details abreast. To keep, like, here's what's going on. Oh, yeah, it was so fast. Good. It was such a fast-paced fight. And he talked up Chad Mendes pretty nicely. And he's like, what Volkanovski needs to do here is blah, blah, blah with Chad. One thing that Chad always does is fade, blah, 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 blah. Like, he knew Chad down to a T. Uh, alpha male. had that, Definitely. that game plan. Definitely. Top five guy at 145 I have pounds. to say, once I saw Uriah Faber in the room with him during the embedded, I was like, oh, Chad's going to lose the fight. Ooh, interesting. Uriah Faber, I just think... And everything, if he's around, it's almost like 
He's like the Hillary Clinton of the UFC. If he's wow. around, he's around. They're gonna lose. Wow! I know, I know how much you like Hillary, so that's those are that's high <laughs> well, praise. Like, like, if he's wow. if they send him around to your town, to you're gonna lose. <laughs> <laughs> Uriah's gonna win, not the fighter so much. Yeah, he's... He's so, a businessman. Uriah Faber is a businessman. So many Uriahs and Halls these, uh, in these episodes. Yeah, Uriah Faber. Um, Volkanovski, I loved everything of him going forward. Don't think that Max Holloway was the best call-out for him. Agreed. Like, homie. Agreed. Homie, you know what? What about Ortega? What about you heal, Ortega heals? Perfect. You're going up, Ortega's going down. I like the guy on a win goes up, the guy on a loss fights down. I love that That's fight. perfect. I and love it really that fight. shows me, like, oh, you got this next level skill yep. set going forward. Because we, who do we have? Moicano versus Aldo happening now in Brazil. We, yep. al- we also have another 45-pound bout that's, that was just signed recently. And give Max, his, give him, it's ch- he can chill. Max does everything that we need him to. Max Agreed. Can chill. He, he, he earned can sit it. back. He earned it. He can have a super fight next as far as I'm concerned. Everybody, you're not, it's almost like the double belt holder is the new bachelor's degree. You have to be a double belt. What's one belt? <laughs> agreed. What's one belt? Agreed, agreed. If you're not in the goat talks, you ain't in the talks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the pound for pound, pound for pound, two belts. No, well, he never got that second belt. I haven't even heard pound for pound, really. I haven't talked about it in a while. I felt it last night. Ooh. Made a little showing yeah. as of last night. We haven't talked about it in a while, but uh, moving forward with Chad Mendes, what do you feel? How do you feel about him? I still like everything from Chad going forward. Chad is the opposite of Uriah Hall. Uriah Hall, you have to be ready for a whole 15 minutes. Chad, if you can make it through the hardest seven minutes of your life, you can beat him. Right. But right. you'll have guys to can't. prove yourself. Yeah. yeah. It's not easy. Not easy at all. I totally agree with that assessment. Moving on to the 205ers, we had Corey Anderson defeating. Ayer Latifi, the politician, majestic horseman himself. How many people are going to pop? Wh- who do you think pops here? I don't know. What about Chad Mendez? But he actually looks smaller whoa. than he whoa, did whoa, whoa, in this whoa, first okay. fight. <laughs> he, he was thick. He, he was looked, thicker than a snicker for sure. Remember how big his legs were in the first fight? He was that he, he was bad after big. his he got But back. that gas tank showed for a minute too. And remember also how he was out for two whole years? Yeah, because he popped, but he gave himself up psoriasis, all that stuff. I know, but was he popped on a banned substance, not an illegal substance, Correct. which is actually should be less. Correct. But mm. it wasn't less than the main event. But I guess we can talk about it when we get there. Definitely, it's profiling the two of fibers though. Corey Anderson, as we said it here on the show, one hundred percent, it's either Anderson decision or it's Latifi knockout, and Anderson's chin held up. Being strong, I can't believe I didn't forget to bring it up. Corey Anderson coming in with one of the strongest nipple games of them all. He could feed a whole family of possums with those things. <laughs> <laughs> Corey Anderson, woo! He puts weights on those. Like, he stretches them out on purpose. I don't care. They could have elephants and trapeze under them <laughs> no. if they used them as tents. Unreal. I mean, overtime for a reason. <laughs> Corey like a, Anderson. Like a mountain range. Yeah. Definitely. He, de- he definitely, what you were going to say just now is definitely he clips something to them and hangs weights. Right? There's no <laughs> way around it. He stretches them things out. <laughs> but Corey Anderson uh, really came through on his beast in 25-8. I mean, this was overtime all day. After the first round, Latifi really was 
throwing his weight into his punches. I mean, he does that nonstop. Again, looping puncher versus more of a straight down the line puncher. Corey Anderson ate some humongous shots. People were questioning, as was I here, that Is chin. Latifi Jackson Wink? No, he was with um, okay. he was with Gustafsson in Sweden. Also being a politician, which oh, I didn't what? find out about until afterwards. All Swedes or no Swedes? Lesbo coming through. Hot takes. Um, <laughs> I didn't like that I started to hear about all of this politician stuff. Or I forget. It, it skipped me somehow. And this is one of those things where it's like, hey, you're a full-time fighter or you're not. And to me, he's not right now. And I tend to fade those type of guys. Should have seen it. Overtime, he's a full-time fighter. Everybody that's ever worked with that guy says he's there early. and he good late. cardio. No, that's amazing cardio at 205. Actually, 205, starting to have some real contenders. Overtime being one of those guys. Really, I don't like either guy going forward. I think over th- I think he's making, I think Anderson's making a quiet um, three, four fight winning streak against top level competition. I still think he's glass jawed and I'm nervous. I don't think right. Latifi ever got to, after the first round was over. It was one punch at a time for Latifi. Yeah, Maybe three. Slow, slow, and he was really lacked any danger. Right. So it. I, don't, I think he lacked the power. I think he lacked a lot of the, yeah, once it got into the t- next, right. yeah, the latter right, right, 10 right. minutes of the fight, I wasn't nervous for Corey Anderson at all anymore. So I'm super tentative on him going forward still. But um, Latifi, I'm like, I feel about him going forward, like, oh, well, we got five minutes. We got, or not even, we got three minutes and three 30 minutes. seconds. Totally. But even then, with all this politician stuff, it could be less than that. He could be residually feeling it from other stuff. Um, <laughs> at five foot eight, being 225 pounds, freaking monster of a man. Um, I'm going to be fading the TV from this point on. Dominic Cruz was saying it as I was saying it prior to that Ryan Bader knee. Anderson can land and I saw Anderson being able to land that he didn't throw it but even Dominic Cruz was saying man the TV's throwing his weight so hard over those that Ryan Bader knee anybody can throw and it's going to land on the TV it's only a matter of time if we see it here now other people are seeing it so I think it's a big fade Latifi from this point on Corey Anderson I'm gonna be putting money on I think he's a quiet dark horse for the division 105 pounds looking sneakily good cormier might be making another show in it oh i had a bad night overall though it was i didn't have the best night either i ended up going seven of six i, I don't remember what you went but seven of six that's great yeah it's over 50 percent not well, my best not no, my best I mean seven like wins six losses seven of 13 or yeah. <laughs> Seven of my six. Bad, my you bad. got over 100%. <laughs> Here, if you ain't following, you ain't making money. I'm happy. I did four and 13. Woo! There was a lot of... Un- there was a crazy <laughs> fights. Crazy, crazy fights. It doesn't matter. It was a fun night of betting regardless. I didn't even care. Yeah. I had such a... I had such a fun, fun night. night of watching. Well, we'll talk. It was... It, yeah. There was a lot of heart bets here. There was a lot of the heart. The last fight of the night was not, not the main event that... Uh, which we agree on. We'll get, we're getting there. We're almost there. We're doing so good. Okay. We're doing so good. We are at the co... Not the co-main event. At the co-co-main event because the two main events were felt-worthy bouts. We had Michael Chiesa coming in at 170 pounds against Carlos Condon. Submission round number two. Here the bean had submission round number two. Michael Chiesa. I'm telling you. I'm reading this fight right. 
I read it right the whole time through. People are thinking Michael Chiesa is going to be a heavy-duty fighter at 170. I don't think so. I think Carlos Condon, Jackson Wink, shot fighter. He just can't. People know how to beat him. Get him to the ground. He can't do much on there. Chiesa eating shots the whole way through just to be able to get that body lock and then not willing to get away from that grappling for nothing. Chiesa was just uh, holding on as much as he could. Was this the fight where uh, I feel like Carlos Condon was going for that heel hook, but he wasn't grabbing it. He was just grabbing it to make Chiesa move, but Chiesa never felt in danger. Ended up finishing this with a straight bar. I thought that shoulder was out of its socket. Carlos Condon, time to get on out of here, my friend. I love you, but you need to step away from this. He's had the retirement talk for far too long. I don't, I guess look good, but I'm not going to bet him on a lot of other spots. Maybe only against Neil Magny at 170 pounds, but that's about it. Who do you have in this fight? Or how do you feel this fight went down? <laughs> um, you're like, ah. <laughs> Neil Magny. <laughs> um, yeah. What did you, what do you feel about Carlos going forward with Neil Magny? Or, I'm no, sorry, Kiesa going forward with Neil Magny. It's a fight that Kiesa can win because Neil Magny has been exposed on the ground. Dos Anjos, 55-er, who hasn't looked good at 70, was able to exploit that. I feel like Kiesa is kind of doing that same thing. Do you think he's just kind of making a Damian Maya-type move through the division? And I think that he mimics those, he picks those type of fights that, that Damian Maya and other ground specialists go to because he realized and said it. I'm not a striker, guys. I submit, guys. It shows why he submits, guys. But He looked a lot better at 170. His body agreed. looked great. Skipping off of the I almost scale. even think the getting the to toenail to the top of the head. I mean, when the dolly hit the car, uh, the bus. His um, bloodletting. I almost think taking his extra time um, to show the elites that he was willing to play the game. I'm sorry, that I got off the... <laughs> I think taking the extra time and actually allowing his body, because they talk about it all the time. Even Amanda Noon's like, no, I want the extra time to gain the weight right. Um Maybe Kiesa had the time to do that because his body looked great. He looked so much better after cut. He was bigger than Carlos Condon. And he was only three. He said by fight day, he was three pounds heavier than when Wait. he walked in at 155. Because yeah. he would walk in at 185 when he fought at 155 and he walked in at 188. So I thought that was like really telling on his body. And he said his head was super sharp. The morning of, he woke up with only a pound to cut. Yeah. That's unbelievable. People, he had a full meal the night before and that only had a pound. I love it. It's actually one of those good things. But again, I do see that Michael Chiesa has holes in his game and there are exploitable. 155 oh, pounder yeah. with some good body kicks. I think it's funny how if he's a ground specialist and how long ground people, how long people last with him on the ground right. or submit him. Right. That's it's it's he's 50 50 he's he's more of a ben saunders to me that's a fight that's his fight oh fight killer b and but killer b's on a three four five losing streak he might be out of the ufc i think four or five losing streak like all by TK, it's like a perfect fight for michael kiesa <laughs> if you're trying to build him up it's like a ground guy he's in minimal danger i could see alex Oliveira. Because he has a, That's no, a notoriously yeah. bad ground. Not bad, uh, but... He's submitted to he's people. He's, he's exploitable. He catches people. He's exploitable, but he has good enough striking where Kiesa can't fuck Didn't around. did he submit... Or no, was he it Carlos He got fucked up Condon? by Gunny. He submitted one of these yeah, guys already. Yeah, he submitted Condon as well. He did in the second round. Yeah, okay. So, 
yeah, moving forward, I'm tentative on Kiesa Condon. Please, sir. Sir, sir, step away. Step away. Nothing but harder fights for him. This was actually one of Carlos Condon's easiest fights in the UFC. Out of his last five, eight, ten fights, this is by far his lowest ranked competition. Maybe other than Oliveira, even. Yeah, Carlos, it's time. Retire. Give him whatever he needs to to retire. Let him fight in his hometown. Whatever these guys need. And UFC, you know him all well enough. Give him a fight they can win so they can retire. But I do think the UFC does that sometimes. And then the guy's like, oh, I can still win. I'm not going to retire. Uh, that's exactly what happened. Like, sometimes it got to be like, all right, you want a monster? Here you go. Oh, yes. Time to step away, sir. Please. Please, please, please. We saw Matt Hughes in the stands every time. Gets me. Matt Hughes. Oh. Get me, buddy. Was he next to Halle Berry, feeling good about his life? <laughs> I don't even. I don't even have any. I can't even make a joke about anything with. I love Hughes. No, but you know, I just like to make a joke about anyone that we talk about. If you would have said, "Oh, we saw Halle Berry, we make a joke on her expense, we make a joke," I can't do that with Matt. Oh, Hughes. I don't feel like I was making a joke. No, I'm talking like about I, for oh. myself. Oh, like okay, I okay. wanted to yeah. make a joke about him. And just because that's my normal instinct is to just like let's every crack time something. I see him, I it's can't like, crack. You want to make me cry him. right before the main event? Put Matt Hughes on the freaking screen. If he didn't get in his accident, I would crack a joke about him. Oh, hundred percent. Just because that's what I do. Agree. That's what I was saying. But now <laughs> I agree with you. It touches my heart every every time. I wasn't saying you were cracking a the, joke. The interesting thing. Uh, him and BJ Penn had some of the best. Like if they would have showed Camera Usman, I would have been like, "Look at Camera Usman, at, they're at thirty percent or some bullshit." Oh, but I'm like, does. I can't say anything about Matt. Hughes. <laughs> there is nothing to say. He's a saint. <laughs> yeah, exactly, Saint Hughes. That should just be his new name. That's a, actually. You better be. pray to Saint Hughes. <laughs> I love it for the MMA gods. Yeah, we have a Saint Hughes. For just that, Hughes. That's a lap B. TM, trademark, Lap B Legion, you know. <laughs> That'll be our shirt. Yeah, well, we gotta I, figure are, that out. Is that okay because aren't saints dead? Not living saint. <laughs> there it is. We That's just made up a new one. our religion. Well, Why you not? You can't tell me. You I can't, can't tell me. Saint. I can, you can't tell me. Lap B Legion does what it wants. We're in space. Yeah, <laughs> We're exactly. in space. We got the Virgin Valentina Shevchenko gave birth to the Virgin. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> Saint Chinchenko as well. Yeah. No, the virgin The virgin The virgin Chinko. Chinko. Did you see those bullets she was propping out on oh, weekend? Oh my month? god. Valentino, we gotta talk of her whenever we bring up the co-main event. Amanda Tunes always tied. I mean, this could have been the main event of the night, and it would have been a better main event, as you're saying. We said they shouldn't have moved the fight card. This people would have been okay with this. People would have felt better walking away with this feeling. I, I would have. I would have too. I would have. I didn't feel right because so many other things. But we got to give credit where credit is due here. We had Amanda Mataleon finishing off like nobody ever has before. Christiana Cyborg at 145 pounds taking the time to put on the weight. Nina Asnoff sleeping with the belts. She got an extra $50,000. Nina got her car. Amanda's getting whatever she wants today. I mean, that was fight of the year potential. That was round of the year, not fight of the year. That was round of the year potential. It was one-sided and Mata Leon came through. Michael Jackson's rolling over in his grave. It was unbelievable. I mean, that right hand, straight punches beat looping punches. We saw that here. Cyborg... I was saying, as everybody else was, was 
She'll eat those shots to be able to get you to the fence to do what she needs to. But uh, Misha Tate said it herself. Amanda Nunes hits like a man. Amanda Nunes hits like a man. She trains with men. She's eat, she was saying in the post-fight presser, she trains with guys isn't eating all those top team guy shots. So she knew after the first punch landed from Cyborg, I'm fine. I can move forward. Cyborg can't knock me out. And you saw it. Amanda Nunes didn't back down, but it was an educated striking game plan. She wasn't just swinging like Cyborg. Cyborg was flurrying. Cyborg was fucking throwing Cyborg shit. Cyborg got clipped, and that's why she was just like, oh, nope. Nope, she got knocked out a few times oh, on her feet. Times. Like she, it was really rough beating, and it was forty seconds. Fifty one seconds. Fifty one seconds. Um, was it fifty one seconds for the whole video or for the, the round? Whole fight. For That's the whole what fight I mean. Fifty one like, seconds. So it wasn't. What would happen if Cyborg backed off from that whole flurry? How gassed is Amanda? I just, it was a really weird, it was a weird 40 seconds. I'm glad for Amanda it went down a way that it did. I think she's everything. I think she's the best. She's, it, it, I don't know whether, she's fought the best resume of fighters ever in one. By With far. Resume. By far. Are, has she fought the best fighters ever in one? Yes. And who's the number one that you think she's fought in one? It's Val, isn't it? Oh, isn't it Val? If it's not Val... I mean, it is Val because Val's the 125. She's the only one to go to decision with her twice. I mean, essentially, Nunes has not three belts because she challenged at 25, but she beat the 25 champ. So she has a saying like, I could get the belt at 25 if I can make the weight. I can't, but I beat your champ there too. Do you think, and she gave a ton of credit to her camp and like we're a family. How do you feel she's talking about the Hall of Fame? I think she's easily in the Hall of Fame. Easily? You don't ask for it because you're she, in it. You're in it regardless. If you've beat everyone that is in the female Hall of Fame, you're in the Hall of Fame. And, I mean, a contender for most ducked fighter of the year, potentially, Christiana Cyborg, one person who didn't duck her, Amanda Nunes. I mean, legacy. This is someone we're going to see for a while. She's still young in there. She has, still has growing to do. I mean, I agree. Oh, I think so it's going to be a very... Such a great fight. The only one I can even see competing with Amanda Nunes is Valentina. That's really the only fight to make is a super fight. Me? That is so... Yeah, or me... No, I agree, no. It's a weird... I would love to see Holly versus Amanda at 135 or 145. Either one for the ladies. But I think Amanda's going to have a really hard time going back down. I felt she had a hard time making 135 when she was a 135-er. So I think she has a really hard time getting back to that weight. And will the UFC build a division around her where they keep her as two belts? I love her and Nina's story going forward. I think Nina is a threat in her division. She could be wearing a belt. We've been making money here. She has a contender for biggest underdog we've picked all year. I, um... I loved everything I saw, and I hated to see Cyborg go out like that. But hey, hey, you like you're gonna live by the sword. You die by the sword. For sure. I still like both ladies going forward. I still think they're both worth tons of points. If you bet on Amanda out there, good for you. Good on you. Yeah. Good on you. Good on you. Actually, gonna give props to the only person I saw bet Amanda Nunes, and that was MMA Nerds at MMA Nerds. She's got a podcast. She's young. You know who I'm talking about? No. Oh, am I giving too much hype? Is that the... It was... <laughs> I don't know. You're giving... It's your... Hey, hey, I'm just saying, I didn't see anybody picking Amanda Nunes but her. Anybody. She was even getting hate, and she's like, damn, guys, like, back off. I can pick who I want. 
Only person that freaking came through. It was interesting. A lot of people saying that the 145-pound division can also be killed by Amanda Nunes here. Yeah, because every all they're doing is pulling 135ers up. To me, it exactly. could totally be taken out. The only one up there worth watching is Megan Anderson, and instead I just think Misha Tate, call Megan Anderson, build a 145 at one around her. She seems like a nice lady, and she's already on your side of the world. Christiana Cyborg's final fight on her contract as well. It wasn't yet. Oh, it, well, I thought this was officially it. I'm, I'm wrong on that. She has one more fight left. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah, I had What happens is they get a fight... And um, they're they're up for free negotiate. They're up for free agency with one fight left. So she they went to her and said, "Hey, we'd like to resign you." And she chose to stay a free agent. So she has one fight left. That now she's not the champion, and she could have signed her contract as a champion. So this is the other thing I was gonna say. You know how we like um, curses or not or. I think an interesting one is if the UFC asks you to sign and you decide to go to free agency on that fight. You lose every time if you don't take that fight. Interesting. Whether you're Eddie Alvarez, whether you're Christiana Cyborg, whether you're... There's been a couple other big... Demetrius Johnson. If you're somebody who decides, like, I'll t- let me just see... Let me play let my me cards. Play, yeah. You go Interesting. lose. Interesting. And we, I need to look back at that some more. I got news. You gonna lose. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Um... Anyway, by the numbers can look that up. I, that could be totally wrong. I might have just said two names and then added on Demetrius Johnson because he got in a free trade, but I could be right well, about it. I feel like we could... It sounded convincing. Demetrius Johnson. Definitely the truth. Justin Gaethje. I don't know. I'm adding ones on. Um, With this... I feel like we could end it here, and I would be absolutely happy. I feel kind of dirty talking about final fight. I know. Fight I'm so of proud night. of Amanda Noon. She was so likable in her press conference afterwards. She said all the right things. Agreed. I loved her. I loved her. I loved her. And I never, it's so easy for me to admit when I'm wrong. Like, two belts in her and how happy. I could feel her happiness. I don't even feel bad that I picked Cyborg. Me I don't either. even feel bad. No. I, don't be... even, I feel so good for, for Amanda Noon. And she was so much more humble than she was after she beat Ronda. Agreed. And I absolutely love as well um, that Cyborg came out and was totally talking to the press and just like, it happens. We like, love it. Love I it. hate to say this term, but Cyborg manned the fuck up and came out <laughs> and she took her lumps from the reporters and she's like, I'm not going to cry. I had a great run and blah, blah, blah. She's a great champion. Like, she was very humble, beautiful. Loved it. She's still Cyborg Nation. She still She's, beats 99.9 women out there. And very likable. Still very likable. I, I, it was watching Cyborg do that made me wish Rhonda would have. Rhonda oh, would have gotten that agree, immediate where we love her again if she would have gone out there and taken her lumps yeah. and their questions from the reporters. Like, hey, Rhonda, you, you were the greatest champion to ever be in women's MMA. You opened it up. Mm-hmm. Ten great fights. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Let me ask you some questions. Like, she would have got her ego fluffed back up a little bit, her wounds licked. People would have helped her, but she never, ever gave us the opportunity to treat her like, look it, it's under the table already. Yep. Jose Aldo, under the table. You can be a great champion and lose and then we still love you. Just Uh, give us us that chance to touch you and that's what Cyborg did and she handled it with fucking grace. I loved it. Fucking grace, so. Both ladies, love them. Agreed. Love them, love them, love them. They really represented Brazil in a fucking classy way. I totally agree. It's a win-win. One of the few times coming off of a fight where both fighters win here gonna make their stars bigger both of them they're um m ma m-ga. mwma they make brazil great again 
<laughs> Cyborg's an American citizen now. I'm just saying. Hey, she could still represent her true, people. True, her heritage. Yeah. Um, anything left with either That's of them? It. Finally, Let's the main event. To the whole Patooie. reason. Patui. Ugh. Gotta watch this last one out of the out of our mouth. Where we have never had whole fight card the week before. There has been the day before, but that was the first fight ever. Now here in the evolved state that we're at with the big companies, the big ambassadors, the big sponsors, definitely, I don't know if they made money on it. They had to have. John Jones came through in the third round. Feel like we had this the one P3 spot on. protein pack, the new sponsors that we saw Conspiracy, everywhere. that'd be conspiracy. P3, round number three. John uh... Jones finishing it. Two minutes into it. I think that he's getting a kickback somewhere. Kraft, you got to I know you got it. Kraft gave him a, a bunch of cheese slices, if you know what I'm saying. If you know what I mean. So. In, a, in the syringe in his hiney, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> One of the craziest weekends we've had ever in UFC history. I mean, there's going to be headlines for years and years to come. This only taints John Jones's legacy that much more. Everybody feels like this isn't a right win because you, I feel maybe I'm wrong because I'm not an expert, but neither is Jeff Nowinski. So I do feel like something was wrong. We know that he might have had asthma, just like my other boy, Brock Lesnar. Or cyanitis, like or, our double champ champ. Lady, <laughs> but she's never been popped on roids yet. No. Not yet. And not her yet. body doesn't look like it. No, I agree. Where I'm saying Brock Lesnar. And her voice doesn't sound like it. Agreed. That's a lady dead giveaway. And the interesting thing. I, maybe I'm just being a total shithead, but anytime I think of steroids, it used to be Chrissy on a cyborg, Justino Cyborg, and when John Jones is on a fight card, it's only, only John Jones. As the reporter found out, John Jones being diva-ish, definitely trying to throw his own vibe out there. And he did apologize to that woman. On the post-fight presser, I like that. He apologized to get, um... Mackenzie Dern, the reporter that wasn't Mackenzie Dern. Mackenzie Dern's stunt double. Yeah. <laughs> Mackenzie Dern's her stunt double. So that reporter, that Swedish reporter, officially now famous, I bet you she has a real job. Like, well, she was a reporter, obviously, a real job. But she's way more famous. He's so phony. He's so gross. <laughs> I didn't even, I lost interest in his fucking fight. Like, I, I found myself just go to Twitter and start tweeting about Cyborg. I agree I with that, I really too. don't even care. But we all saw it coming. We're all like, okay, so he gets to be on the juice, and he actually trained for this. Gustafsson also Well, it makes me, even when he got clipped by DC, anyhow, he called DC out afterward to Hated go right him. back into that. It's like, homeboy, you probably were dirty every other fight. Like, no one thinks you're the greatest. You keep saying how DC's not the real champ because you everyone knows you held your belt since 2011. But no, everyone's questioning how many fights you won legally. That's what everyone really is doing. You're not the real champ. Maybe DC would have never lost the belt if your dirty ass didn't. Like, there's something about John Jones. I think his legacy is so tainted. He's dirtier than Anderson Silva, his legacy, in my opinion. Bye! Far. Yeah. I don't even know that. You can't put him in the same. Who's dirtier? Category. I don't. He's not in my goats. I know everybody loves John Jones, but whoever is even close to dirtier gets kicked out of the UFC. Yeah. And a year and a half, even if 
even that substance that now he admits to that he didn't admit to before, it's T-ball like... is illegal in, in most of the world. Illegal. And not the banned. California State Commission was the one that friggin' was doing all the whole thing that was given him the two years originally. There's something so... I can't even... It's disgusting now we're talking about this and it's still overshadowing Amanda Nunes. Being the best yeah, woman fighter of talk, all time. I don't even want to talk about John Jones anymore. Like, uh, like I mean, we will when he fights again. <laughs> <laughs> but Amanda Nunes, that's how I want to end it. And Chris Cyborg, they were a perfect example round of, of the our year. whole sport. It round wasn't my round contender. of the year. Oh, really? But it, it was a flurry. It, it was, was a flurry, and it was beautiful, and it was against a fucking. It was it was Cyborg. a Conor McGregor moment. Cyborg. It was Conor over. McGregor knocking out Aldo. It was a oh, moment br- like that. It totally was. Uh, Amanda Nunes running around the ring with both belts on her shoulders. Just Cyborg, cute. She just looked cute. Cyborg hugging Amanda Nunes on the ground yeah. immediately, just like immediately having Loved no it. bad bones about it. I did love it. Great way. Are to we end dressing the show. up for the Lappies? I guess we are gonna have to. That's the next show, right? It's That's the next coming show. Up. We'll We're be coming with the break. Lappy Awards. Because we have this the old Tonight Show theme. <laughs> 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 we bought that. It was all we could afford. So, yeah, that's it. Amanda Nunes, you're awesome. And that's all I got to say about that. Thanks for listening. Lesbo the Bean! Thanks for listening to Lat B. For all things Lesbo and the Bean, head over to lesboandthebean.com or follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter.